Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, it's Friday. Where do you want to start? I, a lot of people are celebrating this. I, I, I guess. Suppose. I, I mean, okay, well, uh, the Senate gave final approval to a debt ceiling and budget cuts package uh, late last night. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, once he recovers from his fall yesterday, will, uh, I guess, sign it. Um, and so there we are. I know a lot of Republicans are ticked. A lot of uh, more liberal Democrats are ticked for completely different reasons. You know, one says, well, we're still spending too much. The other says, no, we're not spending enough. Um, but, hey, the, that's the way the game is played, unfortunately. You know, the the, the more conservative uh, caucus within the House of Representatives and certainly in the Senate just doesn't have the sway to get what they want. In the end, we're going to have to pay for this one way or another. No, we won't. There's a good chance that kids, kids grandkids. Well, well I was thinking more like debt you'll them. be gone. I'll probably be gone. Van Camp will be around to pay for it. That's good. Mm-hmm. Van Camp can work twice two jobs. <laughs> By the time those years come along, I'll be probably stuck in a gulag somewhere. <laughs> yeah, one of those barrels around you. That'll, that'll be it. <laughs> no, I mean that's what politicians do. Oh, I, yeah. I saw a couple of pieces that kind of encapsulated it, saying they ke- they keep kicking the can down the road because they need to keep getting reelected. But and the debt just sort keeps of tr- piling yes. up. I mean, it doesn't go away. No, no. And a lot of people feel like somewhere down the road it'll be the end of the country. Can't but it's some, Friday and we don't need to talk about that. Can't some country take it on and consolidate it like they do the loans on TV? China's going to be really ready to do that. <laughs> yeah. Con- mm-hmm. Consolidate our loan, make it a, what, a payment more reasonable. Of course. Yeah. And, of course, they're not going to be trying to take advantage of the situation. They don't want anything no, for it. No, they just want to help. Yes. Uh, You mentioned uh, Biden's fall, David. Yeah. That got a lot of coverage. Yeah, he took another tumble yesterday. um, And, oh, boy, uh, he was at the, what, Air Force Academy uh, graduation ceremony, handing out diplomas. And then, whoopsie-daisy, took a tumble, fell down again. At least this time it wasn't walking upstairs. Uh, He was just walking on a flat surface, didn't see a sandbag or something down on the ground. And tripped over, fell down. Yeah. And I suppose if this was a one-time thing, it would be like, oh, there was a sandbag holding down a monitor or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, that could happen. But it's all of the other stuff that goes with it. How many other falls? How he can't remember where he is. He can't remember that people are dead. He can't speak, you know, in a way that you can understand what he's saying. He can't remember where he fell. Mm -hmm. That's true, too. Yes. But this was a surprise to a lot of people, what Trump said about it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Donald Trump was act- actually reacting to the news as it was breaking. Roll it. He just fell on what stage? He's down He's at the Air Force Academy. He actually fell down? Well, I hope he wasn't hurt. I hope he wasn't hurt. But it's the whole thing is, look, the whole thing is crazy. <laughs> You got to be careful about that. You got to be careful about that because you don't you don't want that. <laughs> okay, hold on. I mean, again, this is like time. 
stands still for a second. He's reacting to it as he hears it. Yeah. Like, okay, what do I want to say about this? That's not good. Is he okay? You got to be mm, careful. Yeah. Even if you have to tiptoe down a ramp, you got to. That's too bad. If you fell, it's too bad. Look, it's just. Well, that's a that's a bad place to fall when you're making. Uh, I think it was the Air Force Academy, right? He's making. That's not inspiring. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. That's not inspiring. inspiring. Well, it's not inspiring. And look, I I saw somebody make the point. You know, anybody who is saying it's no big deal to watch the commander in chief fall down multiple times, not a one off, but multiple times. Right. Whether it's on a bike, walking up staircases, you know, almost falling when he was in Japan. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody who says that that's no big deal is delusional or lying on purpose. Come on, man. Agree. You know that that optics do kind of matter and it's not just oh he took a tumble, okay? It's the fact that the guy regularly gives up on sentences. Mm-hmm. says words that are not words, forgets what day it is, forgets what time it is, forgets what year it is, forgets who's president, forgets who's vice president. Right. Seems like you're getting kind of ticky-tack here. It's the, <laughs> yeah, right. Well, right. Geez, I, I mean, who hasn't look, looked around in a room in front of the nation and asked where a dead person is? Right. That's just it. And you see the polling. People are concerned about the guy's mental fitness. But again, the Democratic Party, they don't want him primaried. They don't want to do a debate. I mean, they just want to push it through because they want control. I mean, we know this. A lot of people are still thinking, why? I guess it's out of respect for the president. They don't want to do a debate with Robert Kennedy Jr. I don't know what they make of that. There are some people really mm-hmm. upset. And others just kind of go on with their life. And when it comes time to vote, they'll vote. And they'll vote because a lot of people said, you know, everybody else is evil and Biden loves people. Uh, so they'll probably vote for him. Mm-hmm. Kind of sad, but that's what it is. Now, you have a very good memory, David. Mm -hmm. And you were thinking about the time Biden mocked Trump. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, Joe Biden, again, took a tumble yesterday, and I wanted to look back at that time. Joe made fun of Trump for carefully walking down a ramp. Roll it. Look at how he steps and look how I step. Watch how I run up ramps and he stumbles down ramps. Okay? Come on. Oh, well, now. Homeboy can't even walk up a staircase, okay? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> These are those times where, for a second, you might start to feel bad for the guy. No, yeah. I don't. Like, okay, yeah. he's getting older. We've seen this happen with people we love before. They get a little bit older. There's some falls. It reminds you of that. You kind of feel bad. And then you're reminded of something he did or said. And you're like, okay, I don't feel so bad anymore. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's one of those things. My mom is 84. Yes. I took my mom into the doctor a little while ago, and they were testing for different things. And one of the things they test for is stroke, particularly if you're a little foggy mentally, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the questions they asked was, who's the president of the United States? My 84-year-old mother pauses and goes, what is that old guy's name? <laughs> then she said, oh, Biden. That's right, Biden. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. My I mom, didn't know that. My mom's 84. She said, what's that old guy's name? <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah, true story. Yep. Wow. <laughs> uh, wanted to know what you made of all the back and forth with the documentary from Matt Walsh and Daily Wire, What is a Woman? And Twitter. It was supposed to be shown, and then it was like, well, hold on a second. Uh, we got to put a warning on this, and we're not going to do this platform. And then 
you know, the co-owner of Daily Wire, Jeremy Boring, comes out and says, hey, man, you see what Twitter's doing here? What happened to free speech? And then Elon Musk comes back, and he says, uh, some people made a mistake there, and then has, you know, responded by putting it on his own, you know, Twitter page, mm-hmm. his Twitter account. He shares it there. What's going on? What is happening with that? What do you think? I think a couple people got fired as a result of it. If you're not familiar, What is a Woman is a documentary about the insane gender ideology. Matt Walsh with The Daily Wire is the one who put it together. They were going to, or they had made an agreement with Twitter to to let Twitter host the documentary for Mm -hmm. free for 24 hours. And when they posted the documentary on Twitter, uh, Twitter would not allow you to share it. Uh, would not allow you to uh, to would not allow it basically to get the reach that otherwise it would have, um, and so then they complained directly to the owner of Twitter, Elon Musk, and he said shouldn't have happened. We're getting this fixed. A couple of people got fired as a result of this, um, and so you know again you can. There's a lot of work to be done on the platform of Twitter, yes. including a lot of people who are dug in like ticks. Who are mm-hmm. going oh, yeah. to do everything possible to make sure that you know Elon Musk's vision, whatever it may be behind closed doors, does not actually get done? I think he's trying to do the best he can now, but a lot of people are saying, hey, you know what the problem is? I mean, you got advertisers that are involved, mm-hmm. and they're you know threatening to withhold cash, and so he's trying to do this dance because it's you know yes, it's about free speech. But they got to make some money. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, where's that going to give? Because he has said, no, 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 this is going to be about free speech. And people have the question, is it? And I hope that it is. Mm-hmm. But it's been really interesting. And I know, uh, you know, <laughs> you have uh, something from the Babylon Bee we're going to get to in a sec. Um, but I know the people that run the Babylon Bee, they were out there on Twitter going, Elon, what's yeah. up, man? Why is this not being shown or suppressed? So we'll see where all that goes. But as far as the Babylon Bee, what is a man? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So the Christian satire site, the Babylon Bee, has posted its own hour and 40-minute long documentary asking the question, what is a man? And here's, here's how it goes. In today's changing social landscape of gender identity and expression, traditional roles of masculinity and femininity are seeming to blend together into a wide and diverse spectrum. This raises a peculiar question. A question we hope to answer by the end of this documentary. So join us on our journey to answer the question. What is a man? Well, uh, a man, it's got the XY chromosome. Uh, He's got got, uh, testicles. And um, a, a penis. <laughs> All right, I think we got it. It's a wrap. Yeah. Things up. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they left like ninety some odd minutes of credits to roll. So it is actually like, like an hour and forty minute long video, but it's mostly credits. Like, yeah, All right. you got the chromosomes, you got the testicles, you got the penis. That's a man. All right. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Roll the credits. That's fantastic. <laughs> Gotta love the (laughs) beat. Ah, man. All right, a lot to get to. Well, somebody got hired at Harvard. You won't believe who. And people in Chicago are upset about the illegals coming in. You gotta hear this audio straight ahead.
The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I'm just about to get to this story, and David's laughing, and he says you won't believe it. We won't believe what? Oh, man. The, 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 the remake, the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid is being slammed by a black activist for erasing slavery. It's dangerous. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you mean? Uh, as the story goes, uh, The Little Mermaid is being criticized by a prominent diversity advocate for its erasure of slavery in the, in the Caribbean. Marcus Ryder, an influential British campaigner and chair of the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art, applauded the casting of Halle Bailey as Ariel, but took issue with how the movie uh, showcased racial harmony. A world in which the very idea of race for the main character seems to be subverted, consciously ignored, and at the same time, black beauty is celebrated, needs to be applauded. But while the importance of casting The Little Mermaid as a black woman has been commented on in numerous articles, the casting of other roles is also worth a mention. At the same time, The Little Mermaid's father is white, while her mermaid sisters are of various different races and ethnicities. Race is a social construct as we know it, clearly does not exist underwater. God. <laughs> Which, seriously. You got to keep that thing up or you lose your job. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Right. You got to find a problem, right? Because yes. if you don't, you're without a job. Yes. yes. We don't do our children any favors by pretending that slavery didn't exist. For me, Disney's preference to try and wish the inconvenient truth away says more about the adult creatives than it does about the children's ability to work through it. It's encouraging historical amnesia <laughs> oh my goodness I don't so even... basically any disney movie if you're going to redo it even if you're going to do like snow white or whatever yeah there's got to be an apology for slavery or something yes you've got to acknowledge it it can't just be a kid movie no why does it have to be snow white <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of race, uh, race is the story here in Chicago. Uh, I saw another clip of a city council meeting and people had to be escorted out. People are ticked off because you got, you know, a lot of people here illegally go up to Chicago. Well, they're a sanctuary city. They're welcoming, right? Yes. So they approve like $51 million for housing. It sounds like it'll be, you know, decent. The trailers have areas for sleeping and gathering, updated bathrooms, heating and air conditioning, and even a basketball court. Well, nice. Hoop it up. It's a little warm in Chicago in the summertime, but still, mm -hmm. okay, something to do, right? Uh, people are not happy. It, Why? We can all take turns <clears throat> saying, hey, remember when I said this? Yeah. Just listen. With the migrant crisis widening, so too are political divisions that were on full display at this city council meeting. We are not going to be ignored, Brandon, Mayor Johnson. Some from the public had to be escorted out following several disruptions. What do you mean be ignored, you may ask? Well, we're getting to it. As the council voted 34 to 13 to approve $51 million in emergency migrant funding, the debate igniting anger over decades of neglect in black communities. I know it's right to want to help other people, because as black people, that's what we do. But when the hell are y'all going to help us? Mayor Brandon Johnson. Whoa. He's not happy. Mm. Well, I may have brought up the point. You we're told all the time, marginalized communities, right? We've got to have resources put there. Right. Okay. Not to even mention the homeless crisis all over the United States. So 
Whenever we're saying, yeah, bring all these millions of people through, we can take care of them. We can't take care of the people we have. That's what you always tell us. Yeah, but that was supposedly um, replacement theory, if you were worried about it. And that was racist. Yeah, now, yeah. Yes. It'd be like Disney ignoring slavery with a little mermaid (laughs) is what it's like. Story goes on. Mayor Brandon Johnson offering few details about his long-term migrant plan. Really? We're having community meetings to stand up um, facilities that we do have access to. We're working hard. It's been two weeks. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. We'll get to the third week. That was it. What? He's confident we'll get to the third week. Um, that's okay. good. The world's not going to end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What? Exactly. So what? Yes. Real leader. What a mess that well, is. Well, you know People what? Ticked. Do you think this will be the thing that maybe they'll think about voting for someone other than a D moving forward? Do you think this if might be something up, like that? He might good. But you know, man. you voted for this take... garbage. You voted for it. Well, yeah, because they told these people, you're marginalized. We're there to help you. We're the only ones that can help. Golly. And they're slowly being told, we never really cared about you. You've no. been a tool for us. But now the tool is looking, well, shining here with the Hispanics. Mm-hmm. We know we have your vote. We don't care. Yep. By the way, I mentioned somebody was getting hired at Harvard. That would be Lori Lightfoot. She is headed to Harvard to teach about health policy and leadership. Come on, man. Really? <laughs> yes. I saw the story. I shared it with Van Camp. I'm like, don't yeah. tell Robbins until we get on the air. Golly. <laughs> got enough straw for the census cowboy when he gets there? <laughs> the director of senior leadership fellows program at Harvard said, we believe our students will benefit from her experiences, insights, and knowledge of leadership decision making. What not to do. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's a radical concept, but maybe you put people who've actually succeeded at something in these positions. Lori Lightfoot said, I'll share specifics about the way we manage the COVID-19 public health crisis. Oh, God. And we'll delve into how we approach the crisis in an avenue to address longstanding public health equity challenges yeah. using data and science. Holy smokes, It's a man. freaking comedy routine across the world. <laughs> yeah. It is. Okay. Donald Trump says, I don't know anything about the tape. There's that in a news update. Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. The Sexy Boomer in the Stones t-shirt. Scott Robin. Charlie Watts' birthday today. Oh, you're celebrating. Yeah, the That's late nice. Charlie Watts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I have a story that links Mick Jagger coming up in just a few minutes. Before we get there, uh... Donald Trump was talking about uh, the latest, I don't know, legal issue. It's yeah. one after another after another. Can't keep it all straight. Yeah, the uh, CNN's big scoop yesterday was that they'd heard from someone who'd heard from someone else that said someone told them they had a source that said they'd heard a tape of Donald Trump talking about having classified documents after leaving the White House. No one's heard the tape, but they have it on, uh, I guess, good authority based on uh, several removed sources. It's All right, whatever. But he's supposedly talking about wanting to share information about Iran, but it can't because I can't declassify it. Oh, final deal with the government. Walls are closing in. All right. Yeah. Trump was asked about it during his Hannity town hall last night on Fox News. Do you know anything about it? No, I don't know anything about it. All I know is this. Everything I did was right. We have the Presidential Records Act, which I abided by 100%. Biden has 1,850 boxes with a lot of classified stuff that he's not supposed to have. In his case, I have the right to declassify as president. 
He's got 1,850 boxes that he doesn't want anyone to see. He had seven or eight boxes in Chinatown in Washington, D.C., where nobody even speaks English in Chinatown. Chinatown is very, it's, it's in favor of China. And <laughs> Xenophobic! <laughs> you know that's coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, well, where do you get that number of boxes Biden has? What do you mean? He said he had 1,800 or whatever? There's different reports out there. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. And he yeah. has boxes in Chinatown. They took those boxes and they sent them to Boston to his lawyer so his lawyer could look through them and probably do things that you're not supposed to do. Uh -oh. They're in his garage. They're all over the floor. <laughs> They're sitting under his Corvette with the grease and everything else on a garage door that you could cut with a scissor and no Secret Service. I have Secret Service all over the place. Mar-a-Lago is a fort. Yeah, but did he have Russian hookers pee on him? Oh, well, yeah. It's God. crazy, yeah, man. I learned some things now. I did, had no idea it was true. I didn't know any of that. A lot. Really? Of that. No, I didn't know there was that many. That he had that many, and they were, you know, boxes of it going to lawyers and whatever. I mean, if anyone's paying attention, you understand when it comes to the FBI, the difference on how things are treated. I mean, you're seeing it all the time. And I suppose, and I'll say this again, if you only get your news from legacy media, you probably don't even know this. But wasn't this reported as a handful of documents? Well, like it was a lot. Six or seven or whatever that they found. It's hard. I mean, it's with, hard for me to say, Biden? no, I knew this all yeah. line, but I, <clears throat> yeah, but it was with Biden. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But just an oversight. And the difference was he cooperated. Remember, that's what yeah, the right. left kept yeah, saying. Right. You know, that whole thing. Okay. Don't know how much truth there is to this story. And I was honestly surprised that it made it to MSN.com. Were you surprised, David? Uh, this Jamie Foxx story? Yeah, not really, because they just aggregate from different sources. It was from OK Magazine. And if it picks up on a trending topic like Jamie Foxx, who apparently has been very seriously ill with some unknown health malady. I mean, yeah, but this said the vaccine. Yeah, this one actually said, yeah, Jamie Foxx left paralyzed after, uh, and blind from blood clot in his brain after receiving COVID-19 vaccine. And I want to say, I, I don't know if that's true or not. It's, it comes from one source, a, a journalist, a Hollywood journalist, gossip columnist named A.J. Benza. Uh, who talked about it on the Dr. Drew podcast and hmm. said, yeah, that, that's what my source is saying, that um, Jamie had a blood clot in his brain after he got the shot. He didn't want to get the shot, but the movie was on. He was pressured to get it. Uh, that's, that's the story there. And again, I don't know if that's true or not. I, I do. It's absolutely true. <laughs> it could no, be. I, we don't know that yet. <laughs> but I... <laughs> You said it with such conviction. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, we don't. We obviously no, we, we don't, don't know, know it's true. No, um, but I think we could all agree it's odd that no one really knows what happened to the guy. Yeah. Well, there's been no pushback from his camp either. Like that's an obvious lie. What's being perpetrated about our dad or our husband or whatever, our friend. But if there is, I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything. No. Now there was one news organization that said this was published uh, without any proof of anything. Right. Wild conspiracy. <clears throat> they were calling it that. Mm -hmm. well, I don't know that it's a wild conspiracy. I, I don't would either. say uh, consider the source, and that this journalist is somebody who ran cover for Harvey Weinstein for a while. So I don't really yeah. trust this guy either. Right. 
But then I hear that he uh, punched a Howard Stern producer in the face one time, and now I don't know what to believe. Because <laughs> that, that yeah. producer probably had it coming. All right. So, oh, man. What could it be? I mean, we heard Tyson say stroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did say that. You don't know. I mean, it's you, been. You don't know. It, I'm telling you what, nothing has leaked out that I'm aware of until just recent, until now, if that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's kind of played the game like, well, he's he's very ill. They won't tell us why he's ill. They won't tell us how long he's going to be ill. They don't, nobody says anything. Then there was the rumor that his daughter put out there that, what, three or four weeks ago he was playing pickleball? Yeah, and then her? you heard that that was not true. That wasn't true. true either, so I don't know. That the family is trying to protect him and have privacy. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, but if it's from the vaccine, holy smokes, Daddy-O. Well, and even, okay, so let's say for the sake of argument, he got vaccinated, and then not long after, this happened. Okay? Yeah. There, in my opinion, would still be defenders saying, well, you can't prove it was just the vaccine. There could have been other things going on with it. Right. Him. Yeah. Well, he, Which I wouldn't believe personally, but that you would have people out there saying that. You know, and the other thing I read, too, was he didn't want to take the vaccine. Yeah, that's and, what David and, just said. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but he did it because on that right. set, that was something that you had well, to do. Well, that's true so was of like, a lot of different people around the country. Absolutely. But, man, if, yeah. this is, if this is true and it was the vaccine, jeez. Yeah, keep an eye on that one. It's kind of a wild story. All right. That time of the show. Going around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention today. David, what's your story? Oh, Gretchen Whitmer is in the news. That's the governor of <laughs> Michigan. And, uh, well, she has formed a task force, a committee, you could say, to study and address Michigan's population loss. Um, That's what they're, they want to figure out why it is that so many people have left Michigan. Hmm. Task force? Yeah, 28 people. 28 Uh, people? Just go buy a mirror. (laughs) Ask us. Sheep. I can tell you. We got 25 bucks a piece. We'll let you know. (laughs) It's you. Dopey, what if it comes back and it is her? What's the policies? People just, oh, of course it is. Wow. Task force. Yeah. Remember the uh, the fake kidnapping deal, too, that went down with her? and Yes. All the nonsense, the golly. Well, I mean, that told you a lot about the FBI. Yeah. yeah. What's your story today, Scott? Uh, my story is the federal government, our very federal government, has uh, sent more than $1.3 billion in American tax dollars to China and Russia over the past five years. This, according to a brand new report coming out, Open Books, or Open the Books, a group that like goes over the, uh, the budget with a fine-tooth comb. More than $490 million in U.S. contracts and grant money went to researchers in China, while another $870 million ended up in Russia. The use of millions of American tax dollars to fund dubious foreign research earned the Treasury Department the monthly Squeal Award, presented by Joni Ernst. According to the report from Open the Books, $2 million from our federal government went to China's Wuhan Institute of Virology to conduct experiments on bat coronavirus and mice. (laughs) Another $770,466 went to a Russian lab to study cats on treadmills. (laughs) Well, (laughs) (laughs) three quarters of a million dollars to study cats on treadmills. Finally, something that you support, Scott. And Russian cats on treadmills. (laughs) 
If there was a Russian stray cat, would you take it in? Well. Would you? Is it going to turn my other two cats commie? I, I, that I don't know. There's a risk, but if not, they're going to off the cat. So what are you going to do? Yeah, I better take in the Russian cat. Though. You would, wouldn't you? Yeah. But it would, I would separate it from the other two so they don't get any ideas. You know what we need a study on? We need a study on what happens after a heart attack, okay, in a near-death experience yeah. that gets you so soft to cats. Uh, so you kind of liked cats before your heart attacks, but yeah. now you're just a full-on cat person. I was well, I have cats. That's why. Well, I, I understand. Yeah. I'm just saying you're a little different now. You're a lot softer. You got to hear what they say about you. What? Did you hear what they say about you? Those cats? Yeah. They're undisciplined. <laughs> I'm telling you. I got along with your cats no, you last did. time I was at your you place. You did, yeah. I really, the, the one cat of yours is really starved for attention. The little girl cat. <laughs> well, she doesn't really like a lot of attention. She did to me, but the, uh, the your male cat. uncouth male cat just kept barging in. I'm yeah. finally like, beat it, you loser. Yeah, that's, why we, pet we, this little that's kid. why we need a communist cat. Everything is fair. Yeah, he needs to get put in his right. place every once in a while. Okay. My story today, Al Pacino. This is a follow-up. Al Pacino's going to be a dad again. <laughs> Yeah. He's 83. What is it with now, these guys? I said it was related to Mick Jagger because this woman, um, 29-year-old Noor Alfala, was with Mick Jagger for a while before yeah. Al Pacino. See, there you go. Yep. That that There you go. Once you're in the club. What does that mean? Once the door's open and you, you nail, you get one of these guys, you're in this little club, this little fraternity that you can bounce from guy to guy, and they all got a bunch of money and they're all older. Are you talking about once you're in the senior citizen rich guy club? <laughs> well, if you're Is 29 years old and you gain entry into the male senior citizen club, yes. Well, that's not like getting into the current A-lister in Hollywood right now club. This is more of the, with all respect to Pacino, more of the old downtrodden, isn't it? Well, he's I mean, still you're taking one for the team there, yeah. <laughs> it seems. Well, if unless, you're... I, unless it's just some sort of thing you have for really older guys. Are you telling me that it's not love? You know it's actually just about the money, and by money I mean getting in is. on the early bird special at the Country Kitchen Buffet. Right, it's got nothing to do with a big fat wallet, no. She's 29, he's 83. Yeah, a lot in common, I'm sure. That's not daddy issues, man. That's great-grandfather issues. <laughs> Something. I don't know what it is. Typical anyway, Biden voter. Man. Al Pacino <laughs> apparently didn't exactly celebrate when he found out she was pregnant. He's like, oh, hold on. Of course, if it was Pacino, he'd have to yell, hold on! Or, hoo <laughs> Uh, how about a DNA test here? Oh. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, source here from Hollywood said uh, Al did not want more children. And Nora even told him she couldn't conceive because of a thyroid problem. Uh -huh. That old tale. Yeah, you're right. The old thyroid acting up again. Yes. Yep. Um, but anyway, the way the story goes, she weaseled her way into Al's life before the pandemic. By becoming close to his 22-year-old daughter. Wow. Gosh dang. The relationship was basically over for more than a year when she reestablished contact and got pregnant. Now, they also mentioned in the story Robert De Niro, who just became a dad again, and he's, what, 79? Oh, he's 80-something, right? Isn't he? I don't know. Uh, I thought he was 80. You want to bet on it? No, don't want to bet on it. Are you going to throw that out there and correct me? You better I, no, put I, five no, on it. No, I'm not it. correcting you. I'm yeah, just he's saying. He's 79. Thank you. Okay. Very I'll, put, good. I'm, I'll add it to the no list. No one. I didn't add. I didn't do anything. Didn't bet. De Niro feels great. And he also said he's very happy for Pacino. 
<laughs> Welcome to the club, pal. Gosh dang. Imagine those two Holy take, taking the kids to the park. <laughs> and do what? Just sit there? What are they else they going to do? I know. Chase them around? I don't know. Okay. Uh, Taxpayer-funded hospitals in conservative states transing kids. That's the story next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Uh, don't know if you're familiar with the America First Legal Foundation. No. This group uh, is looking at five taxpayer-funded hospitals in Republican-led states that appear to be involved with gender transitions. Uh-oh. And that's on taxpayer money. So this is going to be interesting to see. This is Georgia, Iowa, Ohio, Utah, and Virginia. And in the letter, they let the hospitals know that even European countries have moved away from providing gender surgeries on minors. And also puberty blockers. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? So keep an eye on that. You know, we've heard this time and time again. It's all over the United States. And that's absolutely true. So that group is from Stephen Miller. Used to be with the uh, Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm still wondering to myself, and I do this all the time, but I'm wondering if these, some of these people are doing this, do they have insurance? Who's covering this? Sometimes it is insurance. I mean, so I have to fight like hell to get a stress test <laughs> that they, they don't want to pay for. I've had, After I, heart attacks. I've had yeah. heart attacks. Yes. And I, if I get Mr. Kanish put in a box, I can, it's, <laughs> they cover it. Well, so you'd want to keep it if you were going through something like that? Well, it's a kind of a historical memento. Hmm. I'm just going to move on from that. Yeah. I'm not going to touch that. Yeah, but I'm not a surgeon. Either. Yeah, there right. You go. Exactly. Uh, let's go to this story. Uh, this is something, man. Um, high school graduation, Rich Township, Illinois, Cook County. Cook County. South of Chicago. Um, I don't know if you heard about this or not. But they they gave out uh, some plaques, is what I understand. And on those, they misspelled the word graduate. No, no they no. did not. Yes, they did. It says graduate. <laughs> <laughs> so who you're going to hear here, a couple of the graduates, Jakari Roberts and Yasir Bilal, uh, and a parent <laughs> talking about being very upset uh, by the mistake. Roll it. I don't understand how you mess up a whole word. It shouldn't happen like that. We ain't realize until like we was walking out the gate. They could have checked before because they made like 600 plus. So, and all of them were spelled wrong. We're terribly disappointed and appalled about how they would even pass those out to the students that would embarrass the community, the families, and even the school district should be embarrassed. I don't understand okay. what's the problem. I had a great time gurtagitating from my big skull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey. That kid that just won the spelling bee? Yeah, right. <laughs> Gradutate. Yeah. See how you spell that one, tough guy. Your son graduated at 18 years old. <laughs> no one checked it? No <laughs> it's from the Pulick. Skyle Sistine. <laughs> well, uh, no one fails and no one can get fired, and that's what you get. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Oh, it feels good. It's Friday. Okay, wow. So the FBI director is going to hand over evidence after all. all right, that's what we hear. Uh, so I guess the threat really worked. So there's been this back and forth over a whistleblower document that the FBI apparently has uh, that alleges a bribery scheme involving uh, Joe Biden while he was vice president. So we'll, yep. we'll, you know, again, we're waiting to hear more details on that. James Comer, who's been leading the charge on trying to find out all of this, Republican Representative James Comer, uh, told Newsmax yesterday that uh, it, it is not involving a nation that has been mentioned so far. Ooh, so if you're thinking fresh. Ukraine, Romania, Russia, China, apparently it's not one of those. And that, that lends credence to my assumption that he knows exactly what is on this form. He just wants the form itself to back up whatever claim has been made to him in private uh, by a whistleblower. Uh, so now the FBI director, uh, Christopher Wray, has agreed to bring a subpoena document from the Biden family investigation to Capitol Hill for lawmakers to look at on Monday. Okay. Now, I don't know if you read the little piece, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I understand some people think she's a nut. Some people think, oh, love what she's all about. But she alluded to, uh, yeah, they there's a lot more to come, mm-hmm. that they have a lot more than they're leading on to right now which doesn't surprise me at all that is in fact true mm-hmm. so yeah keeping an eye on that speaking of biden uh trump was talking about biden's decline yeah uh donald trump during his town hall with sean hannity on fox last night says you know it's not good to make jokes about joe biden's obvious mental decline uh sean hannity said hey you, you seem reluctant to make fun of joe biden why is that Hmm. Well, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this. I actually called Sean and I, I asked Sean not to joke about it. I was joking because he it. used to joke about it. And I said, honestly, I don't think it looks good for you or for anybody for you to joke about it because it's a serious problem. I was talking about sippy cup and warm milky at night. And yeah. <laughs> I'll give it the hand to you. Warm milky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Bed, bedtime stories. Yeah. So I said, uh, I just don't think it's good for anybody. And, you know, it's uh, not appropriate. You can speak about it if you want, but you, I don't think you should joke about it. And you really didn't after that. Well, now I realize how serious it is. Oh, you know, you had me with Milky and then you like got down on a knee there, Sean. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, and, I, for and one. I can't imagine Donald Trump telling somebody like Tucker Carlson what they should or shouldn't say. Holy mackerel is that rich. <laughs> On their show, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I told you. I things that Trump has said I, about different people. Right. Hey, you've gone too far there, Sean. I told what? you not to do it, and you stopped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because of me. Yes. Wow, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I kind of understand a little bit where Trump at least is coming from, I think, probably because, one— you know, when he when he when Biden took his little stumble yesterday, fell down at the uh, Air Force Academy graduation ceremony, um, he you know, it, Trump actually initially sounded like he was concerned about him. 
And then was like, yeah. well, I hope that's not a good look, obviously. And then made a joke about himself walking down the, the, the ramp where, you know, he had to hold on to somebody else because he said it was slippery mm-hmm. and all that. I think one of the reasons why he's reluctant with this is because it probably really did bother him a lot how much media obsessed over that and the way he drank water. Oh, yeah. So I, I wonder how much of it is like, you know what, man, it does suck getting railed like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, but I can't help but think. Thank God he has really large yeah. ears, the biggest ears I've ever seen. That was Rubio, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, I mean I don't, we could do this for a long time. We don't need to. <laughs> you know, I like remembering the good old days. That's not nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, where should I start? Well, the Kasich stuff, that was like all time. You know? (laughs) I have never seen a human being eat in such a disgusting fashion. (laughs) Yeah, there was that. Um, It's disgusting. Yeah, I know. Um, He gained a massive amount of weight. It was a real problem. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was, I was talking about the former Miss America, right? Yeah, yeah former yeah. Miss Universe or whatever. Miss Universe, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is... said he called me Miss Eating Machine. <laughs> Miss Eating Machine, Miss yeah. Piggy. Right. That's right, that, Miss Piggy. That was, but that part, <laughs> what he said on Fox and Friends all those years ago, wasn't even an out-of-the-way you know, slam. It was an honest assessment that she had to drop some weight because well, she was the winner of a pageant that he had sponsored. I will never forget that day. I'll never forget it because there were different times when we would talk about it saying, oh, my goodness, no politician's ever done this. Is this going to be the end of him? And it was like three minutes later, we got a call, lady in Portland who used to be in pageants saying, hey, that's a thing. Yeah, she did gain too much weight. Right. It's a beauty pageant. I know. Well, this was it's after based she, on your looks. It was after she won. It was like months later. Mm-hmm. She kind of got happy and was, you know. <laughs> Apparently eating and quite eating a bit, and you're supposed to have to stay within a certain weight. <laughs> and I remember I would beg you to do the yeah. accent, David, and you felt bad and wouldn't want to do it. And yeah. now I'm happy to say you've got no problem. The gloves are off. I don't care anymore. <laughs> she was Miss Piggy. Miss Eating Machine. I don't care anymore. Yeah. She would, would not be my, my first, first choice, that, that I can tell. Wow. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we did, and that's not even to get into the Romney stuff. That's on a whole different scale, too. Oh, oh yeah. He didn't like Mitt at all. No. I'm trying to remember it. There's all, all this audio. The, the here, Mitt Romney stuff? Over time. Oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. He, well, Mitt was, I mean. Well, Mitt is. Yes. Yeah. You know. Once a choker, <laughs> always a choker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he walks like a penguin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot he did that bit about Romney walking like, like a, a penguin. penguin. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> penguin from Batman. Yes. I want to give you my solemn word that there will be no mudslinging in this campaign. Right. Of course. Okay. <laughs> if he would have called Miss Universe uh, walks like a penguin. He walked like I would have been, David. Yeah. How, how would she have said it? No. I walked like a penguin. He walks like a penguin. 
Pocahontas. Oh, yeah. There's all that. All timer. I got to move on. We got other stories to get to. I call her Goofy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No, no, Goofy. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Uh, there's a Target insider. This is from Fox saying that the rank-and-file staffers feel left behind by the executives that didn't have their best interest in mind. What happened to just a company is there to make money and sell goods? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And I, I get where this person that is now, you know, talking to different press, saying, you know, our teams feel left behind. The vast majority of our team feels like decisions are being made that impact them. It doesn't matter which side you're on. You now feel like people are making decisions without our best interest, meaning the workers at Target. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. They take the brunt of it, and they had nothing to do with it. I mean, yeah. I get that, but if they decide that, you know what, oh, my gosh, we got to retreat here, we've got to take this display down, or we've got to move it. Yeah. And now you're afraid. Well, you don't have our best interest in mind. Hey, man, we're trying. We're trying to save this thing. I mean, Target, dude. Again, you have to. You have to try to stop figuring out why they would do it to begin with, because it doesn't make sense. And you come back to it's all the DEI stuff, and it's about, you know, credit scores, to the woke mafia, you know, that basically run the world. And as long as the CEO of the company scores there, they always have a job. And sometimes there's bonuses tied to that. It's not how well the actual company does. But, yeah, there are workers inside Target that are ticked. Some people have just flat out quit. It's like it's not worth it. Well, responsibility to shareholders. I mean, if you're just a, you know, I own 50 shares of stock in a company or whatever, and they pull this kind of nonsense. But isn't it your understanding? Those days are over to a large degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not all about the shareholders anymore. It's about people above them. And then you're getting into BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street and all that stuff. I don't know, man. I wonder if Bud Light had to do all over again, they would have done the same thing. I doubt it. Oh, I don't think they would have. Yeah. Don't either. No. No. I mean, but they, know, just, they just donated another 200 grand I know. to LGBTQ stuff. Very quietly. Oh, as quiet as they could put it. Uh-huh. Speaking of that, Major League Baseball. Go ahead. Say it, David. Well, Major League Baseball hates you, Scott. It it hates your God. Uh, Yes. It hates your family. Yeah. It hates your value system, your worldview. It hates you personally, Scott Robbins. (laughs) Every day, Rob Manfred. For years. I know. Every day, Rob Manfred, uh, the MLB commissioner, wakes up and says, How can I prove that I hate Scott Robbins (laughs) even more than I did yesterday? That's what he does. Battered fan syndrome. Yeah. Uh, Major League Baseball turned some heads today, though, because they abruptly changed their Facebook profile picture from the Pride logo version to the generic MLB logo. And some people were saying, oh, well, or making the assumption, at least, that this had something to do with the backlash with the Dodgers and whatnot, bringing in an anti-Catholic hate group uh, to, to be celebrated on Pride Night and whatnot. I'm not so sure it has anything to do with the backlash. It's Lou Gehrig Day. They actually changed the logo again this morning to reflect that. So, oh, well, uh, yeah. I, I don't. We'll see what, what it looks like over the weekend. But yeah, I would imagine all the activists were up in arms. Yeah. Though. Well, I, I do know that you know, you're hearing more and more players speak out specifically about the Pride Night thing with the Dodgers. Because that yeah. one, 
I don't think anybody really cares if it's, you know, hey, we're going to have a pride night or whatever that means. You know, a lot of people don't really care that much about it. But once you start bringing in the freak show groups that make a mockery of one of the largest religions in America, uh, that that winds up just crossing a line, obviously. It does. And I think it was also the tipping point because a lot of people felt like, okay, whether it's Major League Baseball, whatever sports group, you're pandering to an embarrassing level already. Yeah. But then it went to this other level, especially with the T part of the Alphabet Mafia. And people have had it. That was like, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm tired of all of it. And so then you see the Pride logo on Major League Baseball. You're like, really? And people are just sick to death of it. And they have nothing against gay people. (laughs) Yeah, And that's where the left gets it so wrong. Yeah. It's like, well, they just hate gay people. No, they don't. They have friends, family. I mean, they love people. But they're tired of this agenda being jammed down their throat. And, yeah, had enough. Okay, speaking of the Dodgers, in California, there's a homeless problem. You know that. Do you want to guess how much California has spent, money-wise, on homelessness in the last few years? Well, it's solved it, though. That's the great thing. Oh, yeah. It's a bigger problem than ever. When you hear the amount of money that's been spent, it's jaw-dropping. That and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. California has spent a lot of money on homelessness over the last few years. Mm -hmm. Huge problem. San Francisco, Oakland, L.A. goes on. San Diego, too. Sure. Really down the coast. You know how much money they've spent? In just the last few years? The state? Yes. Oh, gosh. Last few years. Yes. $1.3 billion. David? I'll go $1.301 billion. $17 billion. $17 billion? $17 billion. That's what got Holy my attention to the headline. Smoke. California spent $17 billion on homelessness. Of course, it's, it's not working. Golly. And you can read the entire story. Um, a lot of it, when you read it, it's obvious sorts of things Mm -hmm. that it doesn't work. And the more money you put toward making people comfortable, it invites other people to join them. And, you know, some of us have given money to different shelters that are trying to help people that don't want to be homeless. Okay. Some people that are homeless, they don't want to go to those shelters because they might have some belongings that they can't take with them. Right. Okay. You're homeless. Mm-hmm. Someone's offering you a place and food. Yeah. And if you're lacking education, you're lacking certain things, they will help you to get out of that situation. What, at least in my opinion, a lot of people don't talk about, there's a whole lot of people there that don't want that because they want the situation they're in. That sounds crazy. But when you've watched different interviews with people, they're homeless. They they don't want to change the lifestyle. No. So you got to find the ones that do. And with the rest, you can't keep throwing money at the mm-hmm. problem. It doesn't work. But you know what? One thing in this story that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about was that Newsom in certain cities was threatening to withhold funding because he didn't think the you know local officials were doing enough about the problem of breaking up the camps 
Because some people think that breaking up the camps is something you just can't do. Yeah. That it's inhumane. So so what are businesses supposed to do? Exactly. Yeah, what are people who are actually contributing to society supposed yes. to do about yes. that situation? It sounds harsh, but that's that's cold, hard truth. I mean, there are people who are giving back, and it doesn't apply to everybody who finds himself out on the street. But the, the remarkable thing is that the people who do want to change their situation – yeah. A lot of times can. Yes, and, we've and heard. Many, I don't know how many stories over the years. It's like remarkable stories. And, and, and a lot of the activists want to say the unhoused are all, you know, oh. men, women and children down on their luck. No, that's though in those situations, if you just you lost a job, you had a catastrophic illness or something like that. And you wound up on the street because you couldn't make rent. You couldn't pay your mortgage, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's a horrible situation. That's a tough yep. situation. But you can get out of it. It's possible to get out of it. There are the hundreds, if not thousands, of groups that can help you do it. Um, Agree. That's not the source of the homeless crisis, though. The source is drug addiction and people wanting to live in that situation. Yeah, and mental illness. You've said it before, Robbins. All those hospitals are closed. Yeah. Better open them. Yep. There's a great point to that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Okay, David, biggest story of the day. Uh, there are a few, of course. You yeah, have the debt limit, whatever. Uh, bill got passed through the Senate last night. It heads to Biden's desk, and every indication is he will sign it. Um, also, the FBI director is going to be handing over evidence about a bribery allegation against Joe Biden uh, on Monday, evidently. Uh, he has caved, facing a contempt of Congress uh, uh, charge. He has said, OK, I'll play ball with this. So we'll see uh, Trump doing his town hall uh, saying, hey, you shouldn't make fun of uh, Joe Biden and his mental decline because it's yes. very serious. You see? Yes. Yeah. And if you've wondered why the full court press now with the alphabet mafia, a big clue we will get to coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robert show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, so we mentioned earlier Elon Musk responded to Twitter restricting the Daily Wire movie, What is a Woman? Because they had a deal worked up that they were going to be able to use the Twitter platform. And then all of a sudden, the Twitter pulled out of it. And I don't know if Elon Musk at that time was not aware what was happening. But then he got involved later and said some people at Twitter made a mistake. Yeah. Because for a while, if you were on Twitter and you wanted to share the Matt Walsh documentary, What is a Woman, that is controversial, I guess, to some people. Yeah. Um, well, I forget the exact wording of what the warning they put up was. It was harmful, you know, basically harmful content. Yes. But then Elon Musk, you know shared it himself now, how many followers he have it's millions yeah it's crazy and then other people were able to share it and then it's sort of like an unfolding story as we're going along um but it was the one year anniversary of the matt walsh documentary and i thought it was really well done i did not realize it was the number one movie watched at home last year according to rotten tomatoes the number one movie watched at home. Yes. Holy cow. Wow. Had you heard that, David? I had not heard that. That's stunning. I, 
that blew me away. Considering you can watch just about everything at home now. Yes. Wow. The people had shared it and said, man, this is really worth watching. Man. Well, that was the one thing that Elon Musk uh, tweeted when he shared the movie. All parents should see this. Yeah. That's remarkable about this. What? To me, uh, that stat. I mean, I had not heard that, but... Um, Remember the uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez documentary that came out? I think it was last year. And it had, a, this, it had a couple of screenings, and basically a couple dozen people showed up. It mm-hmm. was not a yeah. lot. Yeah. And nobody watched the movie. Nobody cared. Think about how much news coverage AOC gets from national media and how she is looked to as like the future of liberal politics and this great influencer. And she couldn't pack an art house cinema, whereas apparently <laughs> this ultra controversial uh, podcaster, media host, and now filmmaker, oh, and children's author, Matt Walsh, can get, what I think it's at 20 million views, maybe more than that at this point on Twitter, plus all the downloads, all the views last year when that documentary first came out. And media does not talk about him. Will no. not talk about it. It's fascinating, and we know why. They don't want to alert more people to it. But it's fascinating. Matt Taibbi wrote about that on his Substack. Was saying some of the same things, which was really interesting. He he mentioned this. This was from Taibbi. I wrote about what is a woman a year ago after noticing it was driving huge online traffic and was much talked about across media in both positive and negative ways. But as you said, David, was non-covered as if by universal agreement. Yeah. The subject matter was so taboo, people were afraid to mention it, even to denounce it. Which is true. The movie ended up ranked as Rotten Tomatoes' number one most watched film at home. Downloaded in 70 countries, but garnered virtually zero mainstream reviews. Going to show you how out of touch reviewers are. Really interesting, man. The Taibi piece is really good, too. Because he, he also mentioned the uh, situation that Elon Musk is in right now as the CEO of Twitter. And he wrote, as someone who rooted for the new Twitter to succeed and hoped it would be able to resist the pressure to clamp down that overwhelmed previous owners, this development raised eyebrows of what happened, you know, 24 hours ago with this whole thing in Twitter. Um. And he said 20 days ago, news broke that former Fox News host Tucker Carlson, the highest rated anchor on cable, would be moving to Twitter. Carlson in the past year hosted Walsh and or cited What is a Woman multiple times and even showed clips of the movie on Fox, raising an obvious question. What's going to happen if and when this subject comes up on a hypothetical future Carlson broadcast on Twitter? Mm -hmm. Will it get flagged? All right. And yes, you wonder that. He said, it's possible the most defiant CEO of a platform like Twitter could quickly be forced to choose between free speech and survival. The reach of the anti-disinformation complex is such that the loss of a potential multi-million dollar advertiser like the Daily Wire is a penance compared to regulatory issues, corporate boycotts, and other nightmares that can be thrown at a platform that bucks on content. Mm -hmm. We'll see. We'll see how all that shakes out. Um, 
David, you mentioned there were some protesters at a DeSantis event yesterday. You wanted to get to the story. This is one of my favorite stories of the day, honestly. Uh, So the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, running for president. He's in South Carolina uh, making making multiple campaign stops. At one stop, there were like six old white ladies protesting. And, you know, basically just picture in your mind bitter, lonely, older, liberal woman. And you will absolutely understand who I'm talking about here. Uh, They were wearing Mickey Mouse hats because cool. Um, And, of course, news media had to talk to them. It's like six women. And (laughs) news media is like, tell us why you're here to protest the Satan. Want the rest of South Carolina and the nation to know that everyone doesn't think that little boys' penises are being cut off and attached to little girls. This is nonsense that DeSantis and his ilk come up with. Nobody believes that there's, like, wean transplants going on here. No, no, DeSantis said it. What's happening is they're whacking it off the boys and then gluing it on the girl. (laughs) Nobody's saying that. No, of course no one's saying that. Where did she get that? (laughs) I have no idea. I just think it's funny, though, that they're protesting something they actually don't understand. Stand. Yeah. Nobody is saying that. It's not, you know, you don't... You don't go to one of these gender clinics, and they don't have a bunch of jars of old penises that they're going to attach to young girls. And My goodness. Nobody believes that. Be an organ donor. Save a life. <laughs> it didn't, I wouldn't have, all right, I'm, I've got a I wouldn't have question. had a penis if Clarence hadn't have died <laughs> and he sacrificed. <laughs> this yeah. penis will be with me forever. I've got to ask a different kind of question. We all know as a parent, you have a responsibility to your kids, and you should teach your kids right from wrong, Mm -hmm. right? Are we now looking at an era where, as a kid, you have a responsibility to your parents so that this doesn't happen? So that if you have a parent that thinks this? To know that everyone doesn't think that little boys' penises are being cut off and attached to little girls. Okay, if that's your mom, you're a bad kid. <laughs> yeah. Right? Someone's got a clue. Yeah. This moron in. Kid, yeah. Kids, do you know where your bitter old liberal mother is? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This, this is remi- what happens when you watch The View. It, okay? It is. And CNN. Yes. Uh, this reminds me, I went to uh, the San Marcos gun show in Texas uh, last weekend, and mm-hmm. I had heard that there was going to be some sort of protest because people don't have enough to do with their spare time. Um, and evidently, there I missed it, but there was one at, somewhere around the property. It's at this convention center attached to a hotel, and it lasted about 20 minutes. And one of the guys that was there was telling me about it. I said, hey, I heard there was going to be a protest. Y'all have any trouble? And he goes, oh, no. He goes, uh, there's maybe a dozen older women uh, screaming at people uh, and then also their embarrassed-looking husbands a few feet away. Um, and then after about 20 minutes, they got in their cars, and the husbands drove them back to Austin. And he said... <laughs> I guess it makes sense. They can't trust themselves to drive a half hour from Austin. No wonder they can't understand someone owning a gun. <laughs> I mean, just brutal. Uh, all right. I mentioned uh, the whole Alphabet Mafia. It seems like a full court press going on right now. There's a clue to that. We'll get to that in a few. I want to switch to a different story here. Um, 
that David, I know you and I plan on getting to. We might as well just get this done right here. It's, I don't know that Scott knows this yet. Um, you're sitting down, so I guess you're ready for this. There's someone that's very close to quitting music right now, Scott. Really? And, and we wanted to tell you. It's Lizzo. Okay? No. Yeah, you know why? Please tell me you're kidding. She's so tired of the negative comments about her body. She is threatening huh. to quit music. Freaking victims. <laughs> everywhere. Okay. Well, then quit music. <laughs> then do it. Do it. All right. I'm trying to understand this, David, and maybe I understand it wrong. Part of the reason Lizzo got recognized was, that, from all appearances, not my style of music, but she's a decent singer and her songs are catchy enough. Yeah. Okay. But part of the appeal and the reason people were getting, you know, behind her because she was a body positivity person. Yeah, she was a, a sassy fat lady. Yeah. And she didn't care. She would put a thong on anyway, even mm -hmm. though, you know, by medical standards, she's obese or whatever the term is. Morbidly obese. Yeah. Okay. But she would still twerk and do all that stuff, and that got attention, and that helped her become a big star. Sorry, star. Anyway, now she's saying, and it's gone back and forth because anytime it seemed like she, I don't know, lost a couple pounds, then part of the fan base would get ticked off. And then she's saying, I'm not trying to lose weight. And then why are you focusing on my body? Well, I don't know. Look at your videos. Isn't that part mm -hmm. of the whole shtick? Well, yeah. She's the one who posted the photo of her climbing onto a, a private aircraft wearing a thong and i just i felt so sad for the person who had to clean up after that mm. uh anyway she said um you know i just logged on to whatever social media app and i've got to see this type of whatever it's on a daily basis it's really making me hate the world okay um and then she said someone in the comments said i eat lots of fast food i literally stopped eating fast food years ago I'm tired of explaining myself all the time. I just want to get on this app without seeing my name in some bull bleep. Okay? She's just thinking about taking her money and enjoying it with her man on a bleeping farm. Do okay. It. Go. Great. Do, do it. it. Yeah, she said, I swear I just want to look at dance videos and science news, and this bleep comes in every day. She said, I'm not trying to be fat. And I'm not trying to be smaller. I'm literally just trying to live and be healthy. This is what my body looks like even when I'm eating super clean and working out. Err. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know about that one. Don't buy that one. No. No. no, I don't think so. Y'all speak bleep. Y'all know nothing about, and I'm starting to get heated. So I just wanted to warn you, Scott. One of your heroes may be quitting music. No. I'm glad I got original copies of her albums now. Yeah. Isn't that like on the opposite end of the spectrum, but the same basic um, uh, mentality behind like a woman walking down the street wearing basically a glorified bra and then yeah. complaining, guys, my eyes are up here. But I You're understand. the at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been this way forever. I think we probably did this conversation on the air 20 years ago, 30 years ago. There are certain women, they want people to look. It's just certain people. Yeah.
that they might be attracted to. They don't want some guy 20 years older looking. My, 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 a lot of cases. My idea for a brand of male support wear to highlight testa cleavage never, never caught on, unfortunately. Because no one wants to see that. No, no one wants well, to see the that. guy, the guy twenty years older, needs to see it. <laughs> oh my god! This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, a fascinating piece of audio about the Alphabet Mafia. Next, the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, I'll try to explain this quick. Um, the Alphabet Mafia this month. You're going to hear a lot about it, obviously. Uh-huh. And you're like, why? It's crazy all over the place, right? This video has made the rounds. Beth Brooke Marciniak. may not know who that is. She's the global vice chair of public policy for Ernst & Young. Okay, global sponsor for diversity and inclusiveness. This clip is from the, what is it called, VSR Conference. VSR is a sustainable business network and consultancy focusing on creating a world in which all people can thrive. All right. And so she is telling the story then, um, and this is about the World Economic Forum, how they get involved with PGLE, the Partnership for Global LGBTI Equality. All right. Listen to this. Biden. And she says Biden. Biden met privately with those of us working behind the scenes. And he sat down with us and looked us in the eye. And he said, you companies can do what we government cannot. Why don't you tell the audience about PGLE? What does it do? Why is it important? And we would love to have more companies join in. But this this story about Davos and the handful of us that found each other. So the PGLE, Partnership for Global LGBTI Equality, this is a group that was formed in collaboration with the World Economic Forum after five or six years of working behind the scenes with senior leaders at just a handful of companies. This this organization was founded in January of 2019. Can you believe that? The World Economic Forum just agreed to do it this January. So we have there in collaboration with them, we can use their channels of distribution, their brand, they're now in the mainstream, on the main stage in Davos and into the mainstream of the programming at the World Economic Forum. So there you go. That's why we're seeing what we're seeing so heavily right now because they control it all you ever just feel like well nothing i can do i'm just gonna sit here no did the bud light thing work it did well target so far yeah but some people tell me i don't care it doesn't matter if they make money or not it doesn't matter if they lose money or not in the end it will yeah that's what i keep thinking but yes in the end it will Jeez. yeah it's pretty wild man all right we got to get set up for the big friday five all right david what are we doing today uh, well, uh, I don't know if you knew about this, but tomorrow is National Repeat Day. I said Say that it's, again? It's National <laughs> Repeat Day. Got it. Yeah, which apparently is where you do two things or something you like a lot twice. So I thought, why not do songs that have a repeated word in the title? Repeated word in yeah. the title. Yeah. We've Same never word. done this list before. Oh. Wow. Some great songs, too. Yeah. Think about it. If you got something want to get in early, the number's 210-619-2053. It's the Friday Five, and we'll kick it off next. 
Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Stop. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. It's Friday. That means the Friday five. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Anybody wants to get mellow, you can get the f- out of here. All right. The Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Friday 5, the countdown we do every week. Take a little break from news. Have some fun. Life should be enjoyed now and again, huh? Okay, for today, David, we're celebrating a holiday, and that holiday is? It is uh, National Repeat Day tomorrow. So that's where if you like something, if you like doing something, then do it twice. If you like to have pizza, then have pizza lunch and dinner. maybe, Maybe you haven't watched a show in a while. And you really like if you like Seinfeld, you haven't seen it. Maybe go back and watch it from the first episode on. Got it. In the immortal words of Gene Simmons, worth a deuce, right? <laughs> exactly. You know okay. your man is working hard. So songs that repeat the same word twice. We took some time to come up with this. Yeah. We've never done it before, which frightens me a little. Because I'm getting the feeling we're going to get a few calls of songs yeah. that we forgot. Yeah. I totally booted one. Totally. You know, this is a nice thing. Because David was texting last night, here's two we forgot. But those two wouldn't have made my five anyway. The, the, one, I, the one I'm thinking of doesn't make my five either. But it w- would be worthy of an honorable mention. Okay. It was the song you played. 210-619-2053 is the number. Who's up first, David? Uh, let's talk to Vanessa. Hey, Vanessa. Yes, hello. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. Um, I just saw this guy in concert about three weeks ago, and he is a rock star. Billy Idol, Moni Moni. Yeah. Good call. Good Number call. four. Okay, Tommy James had the hit with that in the 60s, and then Billy Idol brings it back in the 80s. And then it was... Played everywhere. People would get up and dance. Yeah. Wedding reception, yeah. bars, whatever. Oh, yeah. And there was a chant, of course. I bet Billy Idol was a fun show to see. Well, he's got enough hit records to sustain a, a show. Yeah. A lot of songs you forget he had. Yeah, I mean. Steve Stevens, great guitar player. That yeah. would be fun. Yeah, good call. Thank you, know, you Vanessa. I, I got a real Casey moment here, but uh, Tommy James was in a hotel, and he saw on a, on a billboard M-O-N-Y, which was a bank or a lending institution at the time. Mm-hmm. And he thought it was kind of clever the way M-O-N-Y was money. And he just sort of turned to Money and became Money Money, and there you go. Now, on with the countdown. Thank you, Casey. Thank you. Who's <laughs> next, David? Good one. Uh, let's talk to Mary. Hey, Mary. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Mary. Are you feeling number one today? Uh, probably not number one. I do have a real old one in mind. I'm interested to see if you guys will get that one. But the one... I'm going to go with is Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue. Oh, yeah. Number three. Girls, girls, girls. Girls, girls, girls. 
Did you play that one at Top 40, Scott? Yep. All right. You got some guitars on your Top 40 back in the 80s. There were a few. Yes. Motley was one of them. If I remember, didn't that come out? It was the same month. Girls, 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 and the Joshua Tree from U2. I believe, yeah. Because I worked at a music land when yeah. those came out. Yeah, they were flying off the shelves at the time. Yes. Yes. Now, on I with the countdown, down. David. Yeah. Uh, let's talk to Brian. Hey, Brian. Hey, Aloha Friday, gentlemen. Aloha, Brian. Thanks for checking in, man. Hey, thanks for, I was glad to get in. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, I thought long and hard about this, and I'm surprised that Joe Biden hasn't, like, had a mind melt and said, Dorfman, I thought long and hard about this. Your Delta tie name is Flounder during one of his speeches. <laughs> Not since the biggest mole in rock and roll did a revamp of this. I was shocked that this wasn't taken before I called in. I'm going to go with the Kingsman, Louie Louie. Oh, buddy. Number one. <laughs> the Kingsman. funny we were playing this yesterday and you were talking about hanging with the kingsman that was years ago that's because they used to do louis louis festivals all across the country one of those and they were playing things like i'm on the bus smoking weed with tommy chong okay i was hanging with the kingsman oh that's weird <laughs> it's quite a career <laughs> to be honest the book that's a story for another time yep Okay, on with the countdown, David. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Mary. Hey, Mary. Hey, guys. Mary, what's up? Hey, I have not been able to get through for so long. It's so good to talk to you guys again. <laughs> good to talk to you, too. Yeah. Well, you know, I couldn't think of any real great rocker songs off the top of my head, but one old one came to mind that was always a good old classic back in the day. How about Monday, Monday, Mamas and the Papas? Oh, yeah. Good call. Monday, Monday. So good to me. This guy, you said oldie stations still play that, right? Monday yeah. Monday morning. It was all I hoped it would be. By the way, side note. Mamas and Papas, California Dream. Anybody like that song? Yeah, I do. Bums me out, man. It's so sad, dude. I love that song, but it's just a downer. Yeah, that one, not so much of a downer. All right, we're still looking for number two and number five. And there's so many great honorable mentions. Again, it's songs that have the same word at least twice in the title mm -hmm. all right who's next david uh having a little issue with my uh with my computer here um we'll just uh, i'm gonna say line two that probably doesn't mean anything but if you heard a little <laughs> you're on the air hey <laughs> yeah hi uh how about chasing the sunshine band shake 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 your boot and who's this calling this is lon lon well done dude yes number five Now, would you call that a guilty pleasure if you like it? Because I don't feel guilty about it at all. No, you don't have to feel guilty about it. No. Thank you, David. Scott tried to make me feel guilty yesterday. Well, I always feel like if I come up with a song like this, you're going to mock me for it. And then you came up with it yesterday. I'm like, you like this song? It's fun. I know. Yeah. What? I don't mock you for fun songs. I mock you for lame songs. There's a difference.
I'm surprised there wasn't a cover version from Accept or something. That you liked it better. <laughs> I think it was White Lion, actually. That yeah, did. that was it. No, oh, hold on. There's a huge difference between Accept and White Lion here. Okay. Please. All right, who's next? <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's talk to Johnny. Hey, Johnny. Happy, happy Friday, Friday, brothers, brothers. Johnny, it's always a great day when you check in, man. Oh, yeah. Stepping into Slim Jims right now, man. <laughs> Excellent. All right, how are you guys doing, man? Doing great, right. man. You know, I, I, it was a struggle trying to find a song to give you guys. It seemed like I had like five great ones, but you didn't have them on your list. So I finally got around and got one, though, because, you know, that's how the man does it. I keep it real and I keep it going strong, all right? <laughs> I'm going to go with, hopefully, it is uh, Joe Biden's theme song here in 2024, okay? We're going to go, nah, nah, hey, hey, kiss him goodbye. <laughs> there you Number go, two. Yeah. <laughs> Great setup, Johnny. It's an iconic song, definitely stands the test of time. I like the song. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the last time I heard the whole song. I just hear it when a team loses. Yeah. Basically, that's the chant, and it's been kept around forever. Another Casey Kasem moment. This was the B-side of the first 45 they sent out, and some DJ flipped it and started playing this, and it became the big hit. Wow. Now, on with the countdown. <laughs> the yeah. Casey coming in with yeah, the facts. There nice job, Robbins. Yes. I wonder how much money they made off of that. The writer? Oh, my gosh. I, yes. Boatloads. All right, Still who's, does. Who's next? Uh, let's talk to Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Happy Friday. You too, Mark. What you thinking? Hey, I got a, I got a song for you. How about a 38 special, Teacher, Teacher? Yes. From the movie. You like that one, Robin? Yeah, I like it. Okay. Played that in top 40. Yep. Not exactly one of the pets of timers for 38 years. No. I think they cut it from the set list. Did they? Yeah, I, don't, I was there. I just saw them a few years ago. I never called them doing it, no. Always solid yeah. live. Yeah, oh yeah. A lot of fun. And you forget how many songs that band had, too. Quite a hit. No doubt about it. Okay. One more? You got time for one, David? Uh, I think we got time for one more, sure. Okay. Uh, let's talk to uh, John. Hey, John. Hello, how you doing? Great, John. Awesome. So, first of all, I got a comment. You guys, I heard you guys talk about Accept a little bit ago, mm -hmm. which I feel is one of the most underrated bands there ever was, especially with Wolf Hoffman. That guy's yes. been doing it for so long. I love that band. One of my favorites ever. Um, but anyway, I've got, uh, how about... Hot okay, hot hold hot on a second. Hold on, John. What? Robbins what? is rolling no, no, his I eyes just, right now. I just forgot about the fabulous career of Wolf Hoffman. <laughs> Wolf Hoffman was a great guitar player. <laughs> I did. I Sorry. You know, Dirk Schneider. I saw him three times. I know you did. Opening for Maiden, opening for Dio. It was awesome. Anyway, go ahead, John. They're, Don't let Robbins ruin our moment. This, they're still rocking to this day. They're fantastic. Even yes. without Udo, fantastic. I've said I that too. I can't even believe how good they are. And in fact, Wolf Hoffman has put out his yes. own classical uh, album. Yes. Fantastic. But anyway, let's let's go back to the topic here. How about yes. "Hot Hot Hot" by Dexter Poindexter? 
Yes, well done. <laughs> That's a hell of a transition, right? Extolling the virtues of accept. Yes. <laughs> into Buster Boy Dexter. You try to put us metalheads into a box, though. All we know is nothing but metal. Goodness gracious. Wow. No one puts John in a box. I'm not going to allow it. I love the Accept talk on here. That was a lot of fun. The only talk show in America where Accept is still relevant. Markley Van It is one of our bumpers, you know. I know. That's never going to die. Okay. Songs that have the same word repeated twice. That's the Friday Five. And again, the number is 210-619-2053. And we'll wrap it up next right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Sorry, we got a news update to get to in the Robbins trifecta, but we got to finish up the Friday Five. Special countdown today for, what is it, repeat day tomorrow? Yep. Songs that have the same word at least twice in the title. There's your number one, Louie Louie from the Kingsman. Nah, 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 hey, hey, goodbye, Steve at two. Girls, 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 Motley Crue at three. Moni, Moni, Billy Idol at four. Also Tommy James. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Shake, 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 shake your booty, which Robbins tried to make me feel bad about because I like that song. Remember the fun. Frank Zapp album, Shake Your Booty? I don't, actually. Yeah, he had a, he had a sheik's, looked like a sheik on the cover. There were a couple of songs that you had that you yeah. said big songs, didn't quite make it for you, but you liked them. Yeah. Um, we could feature those if you wish. <laughs> I didn't say that about the song. I never said that. You did say it was a big song. I said it was a big song, yeah. Yes. I never said I liked it. You're like, man, that was huge. It was huge. You liked it. I didn't say I liked it. I said but it was a big song. You did like it at the time. That's not what you I said. You said it was pop perfection. I, I have never used the term pop perfection in my life. Oh, no. Now that's fake news. I don't know about the NSYNC thing. <laughs> I didn't with NSYNC. But yeah, you you did call Taylor Swift "Shake It Off." Uh, that was I was a yeah, perfection. It, was, it is. Yeah. You have used that term before. That's all. Okay, I'm maybe I have, but I didn't use it with that song. Okay, golly. And that was the other one you talked about. Number one song. I'm not, dude. I'm not guilting you about it. I'm just saying you had these no, two no, no, you're not drawing a big red circle around it. Of course not. <laughs> no, why? Now, why would you do that? I could play you another one that I had that didn't quite make it. Here we go. If you what? Okay, go ahead. Well, there were a couple. Okay, I'll give you this. I remembered this song. Of course, as I remembered, I said you played this one. Crap! The top forty, right? Yeah. Yeah, the Thompson Twins. All right, who's next, David? Let's talk to Uncle Schultzy. Hey, Uncle Schultzy. You know, gentlemen, and. Light of events from yesterday, I've decided that when I come strolling out of the local tavern, do a face plant in the parking lot, and I'm picking gravel out of my forehead, I'll just blame a sandbag. Somebody just happened to leave <laughs> in the doorway. How about that? Yeah, and if that fails, just say you've struggled with a stutter your whole life. Exactly. Yeah. No one, not, not the history books will note it. Exactly. Yeah. Anywho, I'm going to go with uh, Rebel Rebel by David Bowie. Oh, yeah. I was sort of surprised because we looked this up as far as the hit factor, Dave. Yeah. Wasn't really much of a hit in the United States. <laughs> but kind of iconic at Classic Oh, definitely, Rock. yeah. Yeah. Just didn't quite make it. 
All right, who's next? Uh, let's talk to Brian. Hey, Brian. Brian. Hello. Yeah. Hello, Brian. Hey, guys. Happy weekend. Yeah. You yeah, made bro. it. Yes. My choice is only because I was jamming to it earlier, and I love classic rock, so I had to go old school with some UFO and Dr. Doctor. Oh, yeah. That might be a nice reminder to crack the UFO this weekend. Good stuff. It is. Okay. We got time for one more? Uh, yeah. Let's talk to Christine. Hey, Christine. Yes. Hello. Yeah, hi, Christine. Um, I have actually, hi. I actually have two phones. Okay. First one would be Cherry Cherry by Neil Diamond. Oh, yes. Absolutely. She got the way to prove me, Cherry. She got the way to prove me. That's fun. She got the way to prove me. All right, you're one for one. What's the other one? What's the other one? Nope. She's gone. Oh, we'll never man. know. Oh, man. Um, in my mind, it would be. But what is and what should be what is what is and what could never be. Good call on that one, David. That's nice. This is the Martin Van Camp and Robin Show. I could keep doing that all day. Mm -hmm. All right. What's the biggest story of the day, David? Biggest story of the day. There are a few popping. Of course, the Senate passed the debt ceiling bill. And you knew there wasn't going. I, we talked about it yesterday. There was going to be absolutely no drama around this because Democrats controlled the Senate. Yeah. So you're not you were not at all ever at risk of having the drama like you had in the House of Representatives. That you know, that's just how it works, unfortunately. Yes. Um, so there's that. Uh, Trump did a town hall with Sean Hannity last night. Made a little bit of news, I would say. Yes. Uh, oh, sorry. Hey, hey, what can I do? That's Sorry. I had to get this up in there, man. All right. We'll get all the news updates and the Robin's trifecta. It's all coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, before the trifecta with Scott Robbins, news update, David Van Camp. Well, I thought this was pretty interesting. Um, uh, Donald Trump did his town hall on uh, Fox News last night with Sean Hannity and was asked to assess the primary field as it's shaping up right now. So what? what is it, like nine people so far running for the Republican nomination? Yes. Well, this will be interesting. I haven't heard this yet. I, I don't think it matters. Uh, I, I don't know why people are doing it. They're at one percent. Some are at zero. I hear Chris Christie's coming in. He, he's at. He was at. He was at six percent in New Jersey, which is I love New Jersey, but six percent approval rating in New Jersey. What's the purpose? And he's he's polling at zero, and uh, others are. Well, you know, it's like we were talking about yesterday. They're jockeying for some sort of position or there's a specific person. There's yeah. no way Chris Christie thinks he has a chance. No, is I, there? I don't believe that. Okay. All right. That's pretty funny, though. Uh, I call him Ada Hutchinson. I don't call him Asa. I call him Ada Hutchinson. I gave him a little name for some reason, for certain reasons. But this guy, nobody knows who the hell he is. Never, never good. And some, uh, you know, it's fine, but I don't understand what they're doing. 
Now, maybe there's something wrong, but when you're at 1% or less, you know, 1%, it says 1% with an arrow pointing left. There's one guy who's at zero with an arrow pointing left. That means he's at less than zero. So uh, it is what it is. You know, I, I really go after the one who's second. And I think the one who's second is going down so much and so rapidly that I don't think he's going to be second that much longer. I think he's going to be third or fourth. Mm. I, I tend to think Ron DeSantis will stay second. Oh, yeah. If not overtake Donald Trump. I mean, that's still the open question. But he's I don't think I mean, what Mike Pence is going to suddenly start polling better than Ron DeSantis. I, I don't see that happening. No, I don't either. Some weird hated joke I'm not aware of. I don't. I don't know. I I lost sleep trying to figure out that joke. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know that one. I can only guess, but I don't know. You know, not Does sure. Look like an old woman who knits. <laughs> <laughs> you know what might be interesting in a debate? Vivek Ramaswamy. He seems like he would be a very good debater because he is so smart on so many different things. That's a skill, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, he can go off script no problem and rattle off a lot of different facts. You check into it, he's like, yeah, that guy's absolutely right. I'm not saying he's going to own Trump in a debate at all, but that will be an interesting back and forth if he happens to go after him at all. I don't know, man. Okay. Um you know, sometimes people are just looking for pieces of good news, mm -hmm. like they haven't lost their mind. And when I saw this, I'm like, okay, this is pretty good news for people. By a three-to-one margin, people do believe that there are two genders. So that's a victory right now. Oh, oh there you go. It's sad insane. that that's a victory, but I'm, yeah. I'm happy nonetheless. Well, I think sometimes when you're just looking either at social media or at news, you can kind of get sucked into a false perception of the world. And sometimes that world seems a lot worse than it actually is. Sometimes we talk about that when it comes to race relations. It seems like everyone's at each other's throats until you go out and live your life, and you're like, well, people get along all the time. But, yeah, it was um, by a three-to-one margin. And, you know, as far as the whole trans thing, for the LGBTQ right. plus group, it's not trending in the way they would like. Because most people are totally against, especially kids, getting any sort of reassignment surgery or puberty blockers or, mm -hmm. you know, any of that stuff. And, I mean, I don't think the pressure is going to go away anytime soon because you got so many corporations involved. There's so much money involved that I don't think it will go away. Mm -hmm. But I think that's going to be a tougher sell on people than some of the other things that we've seen in the past. Yeah, I think so. But we'll see. All right, Robin, you ready for your big three? Yeah, let's go. All right, is this going to be uplifting today? Or is this... uh, I don't know. Okay. Are you ready? One, two, three. Oh, yeah. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day around this time, Scott Robbins trifecta. His top three stories of the day always helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, buddy, what's going on? Looking forward to seeing you this weekend. You coming by? Huh? Got you. I know you got I'm me. I'm ready. You never do. Three. Number three. I didn't understand the headline. All I will say is that <laughs> it involves um, pubic hair art. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh, you know, you uptight conservative parents out there. Try to get it through your reactionary tiny little skulls. Nobody is trying to sexualize your kids. Mm-hmm. 
Certainly not in our world-class education system, as we know. Consider the latest moral panic from Lincoln Elementary School in Washington State. It seems that on May 9th, students there saw a presentation of sex education material from Planned Parenthood that included information about puberty blockers and graphics of pubic hair art. What? That's right. That's right. The most graphic thing kids were shown was a diagram of differently shaped genitalia. Some of the pictures included pubic hair that was shaved to appear like a cartoon cat, while another showed pubic hair shaved like a heart. And then it was uh, different colors as well. It was dyed like Easter eggs. Yeah, this is in Olympia, Washington, where Mm -hmm. they were also advertising uh, what kids would need as they enter puberty. And among the list, of course, like tampons, razors, uh, things like that. Oh, and also puberty blockers. Mm -hmm. Wow. Nobody's coming for your kids. Yeah, they're not. You pointy-headed reactionary nuts. You. Well, I just heard this story, too, just, you know, not to take away from your trifecta. There's a teacher in Texas, out of Austin, giving a lesson on transgenderism, saying, you know, a doctor can make a mistake when declaring a baby's gender. Teaching that to kids, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. You know, recently, in the last three and a half years, I've, uh, you know, been present for the birth of two children. Not once did anyone in the delivery room or in the recovery room or in... Uh, the NICU or anywhere else in that hospital, did anyone say, well, we kind of think that your daughter's a girl and your son's a boy? No, they were pretty sure. In fact, during the ultrasound, they were pretty sure. Well, yeah, but see, they made a mistake, Uh according to this teacher. Those dumb doctors who can look and see whether or not a person is a girl or a boy. Right. The party of science, remember. Uh Okay. Yes. Now, on with the countdown. Yeah, the Sky Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. Two. Uh, number two, Bodie Miller shared a video, and you like it. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I like this because, well, he's a parent, number one. Mm-hmm. And, of course, an Olympic uh, athlete of some note, gold medalist. Now he's using some of what he learned to teach his kids. After quitting on his soccer team during his first game of the year, he said, I told my son, I'll let you run up that hill. And you're not going to quit. So he took the video camera out, pulled up the car. There was a steep hill. And he made the kid run up the hill. <laughs> and he wouldn't let him stop until he reached the top. No! And, of course, he put that out there by saying, hey, decisions have consequences. He's going to learn not to quit. Got it. So it's He like, walks hey, away from his soccer team. Yeah. Then I'm not, I'm not going to let that just happen. So, of course, he put it out there, and, of course, you had the usual, that's child abuse. <laughs> that's awful. You're humiliated your child. I don't even notice it. Say, how old's the kid? He's, what did I say he was? Um, I'm not 100% sure on that. It does not say. Bad reporting. That's all right. Well, I'm so torn on this, to be honest. Well, are you torn because of the age? Uh, no, not at all. It's not the age. Okay. Because I think... Yes. Well, Initially, I'm like, yeah, that's a good lesson. You talked about running up the hill. The kid was apparently like, yeah, okay, I'll run the hill. On the other of the side deal. of it, though, he did quit soccer. And there's part of me that wants to applaud that. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> all right, all right, son, it's your time to go yeah, get your I first mean, beer. 
I mean, put put yourself though in that I mean, we're position. We're not talking about basketball here. Right. We're not talking about football or baseball. Let's, something let's, like that. Let's say your kid just walks off the basketball court. Oh yeah, run. We got problems then, don't we? When you get home, yeah, absolutely. That doesn't happen. That's no. different. And the countdown right. continues. Yes, Scott Robinson. Good parenting on this show is very rare, by the way. <laughs> Usually we talk about all the horrible people that are raising children, but anyway, this is good. I thought you were talking about me and David. No, 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 not you guys. No, you guys okay. are exceptional oh. parents. Yes. <laughs> Exemplary. Well, okay. All right. Although I want to talk to David in about 10 years. See where we are. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah. All right, where are we at, Casey? One. Yes. Uh, um, uh, Nevada has implemented equitable grading in schools. Yeah, Clark County School District there, the fifth largest school district in the nation, has moved toward implementing something they're calling equitable grading system as part of their recent grading reform initiative. The new grading method is specifically designed to embody the core values of equity, accountability, and high expectations for all students. For the 2022-23 school year, they sought to implement a consistent reassessment policy to include opportunities for reflection, revision, and reassessment to ensure mastery of our program and curriculum for all students. What was that last bit of gobbledygook there? The last bit of gobbledygook was to include opportunities for reflection, revision, and reassessment to ensure mastery of the program. So, so what does that mean? So if you get something wrong, you can look over it yes. and learn what you did wrong and try again. To try again, yes. Oh, man, where was that? <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. Years well, and years and years Where was ago. all the equity, man? Sometimes I'm not sure what equity means. Does that mean, uh, you know, dumb kids, no matter if they're white, black, Asian American, it doesn't matter? Or is it just for specific dumb kids? We need dumb kid equity. Say that. That's what I want to know. Is that the deal? Mm -hmm. I always liked it when a teacher said we're going to be grading on the curve because I thought, well, I'm smarter than these knuckleheads, these three or four here. I should do better. And how did that work for you? I see instead of a D. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. And there you have it. The Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day. Well done. (laughs) Appreciate that. Okay. Oh. On another note, anybody want to know how George Soros is spreading addiction, death, and chaos across the United States? By breathing. (laughs) We'll get to that and Nimrods of the News coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, I saw this headline, how George Soros is spreading addiction, death, and chaos across the United States. Wow. Okay, are we talking about DAs here? Not exactly. This was from the Washington Examiner. Starts by talking about the Drug Policy Alliance. You Mm, familiar? No. It's a group that has received millions of dollars from George Soros and takes credit for creating cutting-edge policies that have fundamentally transformed the direction of drug policy in the United States, like legalizing weed Mm. in 11 states and in D.C. But it goes on to say in this piece that... The benefits of marijuana legalization have failed to materialize, leaving hundreds of communities with more addiction, death, and chaos. And so just to run by some of what this says, asking, have you heard this before? Is this new news? And I've, you know, seen some different things about, well, it's not benign. I mean, you're messing up parts of your brain. You smoke too much weed, that sort of thing. Um, But it's addictive particularly for young users. Its habitual consumption is linked to schizophrenia and permanent brain damage, particularly in the frontal cortex. And as the strength of weed has increased in recent years, it's become more addictive and more damaging. 
I have heard that. You heard this? Yes. Is it still okay to talk about your old weed ways in early college, David? Well, that's fine. Your kids are still young enough they won't know what we're talking about yet, right? we got to cut that off when they're, what, seven? Uh, honestly, because of the purple-haired freak shows teaching kindergarten these days, I'm, weed is like at the bottom of my concerns as a parent. Right yeah, now. I bet. Um, it's, uh, as it goes on, wh- what were the supposed benefits of legalization? Like, has crime decreased now that it's legal to buy, sell, and possess? Are states that legalize marijuana rolling in new tax revenues? Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be. Of course they are. Um, Are fewer people taking opioids and fentanyl now that marijuana is illegal? Because we were told that. And the piece says the answers are no, no, and no. Marijuana legalization has clearly increased crime. Strict regulations and taxes placed on legal marijuana sellers have created a vast illicit market. And I have heard that. Well, you knew that was going to happen, right? That was predicted, yes. come on. That undercuts the legal market on price. And because possession is legal, it's virtually impossible to crack down on the illegal market. So that's left rural communities that never experienced drug violence before vulnerable because small county sheriffs don't have the budget, staff, or laws to defeat illegal marijuana farms. This has brought drug-related shootouts, robberies, kidnappings, and killings to communities that never had them before. You heard that? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's happening. I mean, you, you hear about it all the time. Recent research confirms that marijuana legalization is also associated with higher opioid use and mortality. Instead of acting as a substitute for more harmful drugs, legal marijuana is a gateway to their increased use. You're not buying it, David. I can tell by the look on your face. I'm not really buying that last part at all. Because with opioid use, it's kind of... Opioid use has exploded even in areas that have not. Mm-hmm. Increased or have not legalized marijuana, I think that's that's kind of reaching. Or I'd like okay. to see the actual data there, that they're referencing. There's a link to it mm-hmm. in the story. Bring it up just to say, had you heard any of this before? It goes back to George Soros saying he doesn't have to worry about any of the addiction and crime his marijuana legalization um, causes. As a billionaire, he can afford to insulate himself. And then I'm thinking, well, yes, yeah, the same way. Liberals are when there is a Soros-backed DA in a city that doesn't crack down on crime. Most of the time, those people don't have to worry about it. Not in their neighborhoods. It's other neighborhoods. Guy is the puppet master, isn't he? He is. Wow. Really is. But it's anti-Semitic to say that. Okay, ready for Nimrods? Let's roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Boy, had an inmate in Ohio named Jason Conrad. He escaped from custody while he was being transported to a doctor's appointment. But captured the next day. Why? Well, there was a tip from a McDonald's employee. Jason rode up to the McDonald's on a bike and asked for something off the dollar menu. The employee said, we haven't had the dollar menu for years. So the guy took off. The employee said the guy seemed out of touch. That's when he remembered, hey, could that be the escaped inmate I heard about? <laughs> so he contacted police and they were able to catch up with Jason soon afterward. Do you have Crystal Pepsi? (laughs) (laughs) New Coke? (laughs) And that's Nimrod's in the news.